Welcome to the Dreams and Money podcast, the ultimate guide to creating and living your best life. Join me as I talk to inspiring, trailblazing millennials who are breaking barriers and being bosses in their careers and personal lives. I'm actually so excited about this episode because I would say I'm a fan of what you guys are doing. Thank you. So I've got Kai and Ty on this episode of Dreams and Money and they are two inspirational, amazing trailblazers. <laughs> Thank uh, you young men who really are pushing the culture forward in a way that other people are not really doing mm. um, which is inspirational so do you guys want to introduce yourself thank you yeah um go ahead um so yeah i'm ty one part of uh, one half of the right brothers entertainment and yeah we're just ordinary guys just trying to do something in it really and truly we've been blessed with a vision we've been blessed with with the talents and the gift that's mm. been given to us by the most high and we're just you know here to to use it and to share it with the world and put out other ideas and, and so for background knowledge for people who may not know who you guys are you produce a theater production it was a romantic comedy mm-hmm. and you did six shows in february so in the run-up to valentine's day yeah, I did, yeah, yeah. and that was received very well mm-hmm. i was actually doing a little bit of research and um, i know that the theater you use has up to 260 capacity mm-hmm. and for majority of those you were sold out yeah, yeah so were. congratulations on that and how did you <laughs> actually you. manage to to do that um i think ultimately we so the package itself was the fact that we had a cool show to sell. Mm. But there's, I keep, every time I tell someone this, it's, I break it down the same way. There's two ways that we sold the show. One of it was the, like, the functional aspect, which is, well, it's a theatre show. It's a cool thing to do. It's a nice, you know, motive for the girl them, for the man them. But there's also the emotional side, which is, why do you want to go to it? Why should I get up and go to it? Well, because it's a different kind of story. It's a different kind of um type of content that you're seeing out from the UK so those were the two spins that we had on you know on how we packaged and sold it and obviously we had like quite big cast members who had a massive reach as well yeah um so that was that was pretty much the, the strategy behind it and how did everything begin so I think it's it's good to start from the very beginning to get a mm. an understanding of how you guys have got to the stage where you are producing six days almost sold out of a, a theatre show um mm. and have such great reception like how did we get him but what sort of what background do you guys have in terms of like have you gone to drama school script writing so we we did do that but that all came off the back of um i guess our opportunity do you know mm-hmm. what i mean because as much as you know we may have done well, i can speak for myself but you know I, I know when we was younger we did like plays in church and things like that and you know in school we did like gcse drama but yeah. for me this wasn't a vision like when I was, you know, my early teens and, you know, my late teens and even early 20s. This wasn't really something that I saw myself doing. It was just, do you know what I mean? It, I, it was just you having fun. Almost. Well, I wasn't even doing any of that kind of oh. stuff. Do you know what I mean? And it was literally one of my brethren called me and says, there's a drama club. Do you want to go to it? And, yeah. and we was I wasn't doing anything else at the time. And it was like, cool, let's just go to this drama club. Then. And I think from going to that drama club, that made me begin to say, right, you know what, there's something here. And. Yeah, you grew a love for yeah. it, and then and then obviously I invited Kai. I told him, "Yo, bro, there's a drama club. You should come down." But <laughs> I was I wasn't about that drama life. Days. I was like, I was on a different lifestyle. Like <laughs> drama wasn't something I was thinking of. Yeah, and this is around what age was this? 
I was about maybe I think it was 18 or maybe 18 yeah because I was I was yeah early 20 I think I was probably 20 at the time as well actually so this I should say this is something we wasn't doing it wasn't you know what I mean it was Mm. we was living different lifestyles but Mm -hmm. and then years later almost a decade later you guys are here kind of producing Mm -hmm. and writing and Mm -hmm. sourcing out your own sort of actors and actresses to take part in your own play that you've put together mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. um i know you guys also had a show on itv yeah tell me tell me more <laughs> oh we had the time kai show on itv too wow. so that was uh man this was a few years ago so um the story behind that was that ty and i were shooting like teaser little videos that we done this was before instagram was the place to do these things so we mm. were doing these sketches and stuff um we do these sketches and stuff and um and we shot like a little bit of a, a couple of teaser tapes and then a producer that we knew saw it and he took it to ITV too and then okay. and they, they fell in love with it straight away. They were commissioning like a few new shows at the time um, and one of our, ours was one of the shows. And the difference is all the other shows had these big names like Tinty Strider and all of these big, big, yeah. big names. And we were, we were nobodies compared to these rest of the people with their new shows and we they literally took their chance with us. Um, but I guess it's ten- testament to the talent that we had. But there were also so many politics behind that show. Mm. Um, you know, it was amazing that we managed to get a show over the line because it was like no one else yeah. around us was doing anything like that, especially no one with, like, we didn't even hardly have any, hardly any followers on the socials. We still don't even yeah. really have big followers now. But back in the day, it was like, they would only commission you if you had these followers and if stuff. If you already had a mm. name yeah. and you and had numbers. some sort of background exactly. and you had sort of the credentials and evidence of things you've done in the past. Exactly, exactly. Which we didn't have. Um, mm. So they about the, the quality of the tape spoke for itself. Um, would you say because you mentioned that you had um, you knew a producer there mm-hmm. sort of? Would he you say that I, he wasn't in ITV too though? Oh, okay. Yeah. So he just um, he was put like together the idea to ITV. Yeah, exactly. He just pitched it to them um, okay. on, on behalf of us. So he, there was no we had no inside person. It was just like they loved it and taste so integral. So I guess in in that sense, then it kind of also testament to not only just your talent but knowing the right people. Yeah, because yeah, in some ways, yeah, for sure. If you hadn't sure. known that person, potentially, hundred percent, it would have never happened. It would have never happened, and I think that's that's that goes for anything in life. Really, sometimes it's about it's not as they say all the time. It's not what you know; it's who you know. Yeah, because there's some people in positions that they shouldn't even be there. They don't even they're not even good at what they do, or they're not amazing. Yeah, but they don't have the talents, credentials, exactly. anything, but they are but they able to someone. be in amazing spaces. And then would you say that's then just the people you know has really kind of influence where you are now in, in in some way i wouldn't say that no, no? Mm. i wouldn't say that i would say that i would say that like oh it helped they've helped they've helped yeah. um in some ways they've contributed they've contributed contributed yeah. yeah but ultimately i feel like we've i mean and i say this and this is probably gonna sound very unhumble but i try to say it in the most <laughs> humble way but it's a lot very very much self-made like we very much yeah. have written everything we've done ourselves we fund it ourselves, we write it, we produce it, we rehearse, we find the rehearsal spaces, we speak to the PR teams, everything ourselves. So I wouldn't say we are here, we've learned things along yeah. the way and like things like the ITV show helps us now because when we put our package together and pitch something to someone and we say, as known on ITV, or we also had a show on ITV, yeah. it's like, you know, their eyes would light up. So mm. to of be course. fair, those things have helped us and it helps the pitch. And yeah, just, well. just to add to that as well is that the ITV2 show, they so they saw where uh, uh, we did a taster tape basically yeah mm-hmm. this is we didn't shoot this for itv2 we shot this oh. for ourselves mm-hmm. and 
producer saw it and he liked it and he goes, oh, can I show this to ITV too, yeah? And that was our stuff. That was what we, cre- we created. created. We did all our stuff, yeah? And ITV too fell in love with that product, yeah? Yeah. Now, as Kai mentioned briefly that there was politics. a lot of politics yeah. with the show, yeah? Yeah. But the end product wasn't something that we were both happy with or I personally wasn't happy with. Mm, same. And the commissioner said he was expecting to see what he initially saw when he saw the package okay. thing. Okay. And that was because we... There was too many cooks in the kitchen and, you know, there's a lot of creative control we had to mm-hmm. let go of, in it, okay. And it was disappointing for us and the commissions and the ITV too because they wanted to see what we had initially done because they loved what we'd done when we had the full control. Originally, yeah. But when we were working with these other producers and they started taking certain creative control away from us and they wanted to do certain other things. Or maybe dilute it a little bit yeah. and try so and it ended with a product diversify the, the market. That's it. That's exactly what it is. So, yeah. So, so as a result of it, we ended up with a product that we wasn't, you know... Yeah, and that just goes to show again that ITV like they want our idea. They want us to be. Yeah, they wanted you to be authentic. To be original. That was the biggest. Yeah, that was the biggest win out of that situation for me personally. Is the fact that bro, ITV two. Well, us. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And, 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 and for us to do yeah. what we're doing, do you know what I mean? Which yeah. is why the Wright Brothers is, you know... And not, has and taken just, off. Yeah, and just to be clear as well, we're not saying that we're not striving to be on ITV2. We're trying to striving to be on any of these channels. We don't we don't care about these yeah. channels. We're striving to create content that we love and we can stand behind and we can put for our people. And I guess, uh, as a back of what my bro just said, that experience was amazing because we've come off and we've met so much people mm. we now have a stamp next to our name that we can use that that bears a lot of weight mm. um but we also have learned that listen if wherever we go if anyone comes to us any broadcaster or any production company says to us they want to take our their, our idea and do something with it as much as there's this discussion about ownership and whatever the creative control has to remain ours and so yeah. and people have been reaching out to us after right brothers after other shows we've done and we're talking to people now but you know the excitement is no no longer there about giving off creative control yeah. for 20 30k yeah. it's like forget the money bro like if we're not having creative control over our product we don't want it yeah so, exactly yeah. so would you say that was what was your biggest lesson out of that sort of staying true to yourself yeah it is that and it, it's just us knowing um what's important for us do you know what i mean and what what we want to stand for i guess ultimately yeah. in it our integrity and and what it is because i'm not gonna lie man like certain certain scenes in that in that sketch show still haunt me like do you know what i mean and, <laughs> i haven't watched it i haven't watched it i haven't watched it i was like i can't I can't believe i'm doing this do you know what yeah, i mean but I it you know since. we're young and you know we was very 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 misguided by yeah. some of these people 100%. that we thought trusted and they, had our best interests at heart and they gave us worse it. advices not even just on the show it's just so many certain, other areas certain other areas as well so yeah. many other they advised us poorly badly we we Bad. lost certain relationships with certain great people because of it yeah wow and it's something that we've had to learn something we had to mm-hmm. own up to in it mm-hmm. and we've made the necessary apologies that we need to but certain relationships can't be, be repaired, repaired unfortunately yeah. in it yeah. wow. but the biggest learning curve is just yeah stand for something stand yeah. for what we believe in as, yeah. as, my, as my bro said yeah ownership like creative control like yeah. standing there's, what there's no amount of money on a check that you can write and say cool this is what we're going to pay you but this is what you're doing no you nah, can't buy me happen. no more not gonna happen, not happen. Not yeah. but we, we've learned from it and you know what as well like um i feel like um ownership is key and i think in terms of um do you know what i forgot my chain of thought <laughs> i forgot my chain of thought sorry it's okay so um with that to me it sounds like you would rather that happened early in your career mm. versus That's 20 years say. deep, <laughs> 20 say. years in mm. where it really matters where you're working on 
an absolutely massive project yeah. and things mm-hmm. are going left and you're taking advice from the wrong people yeah. mm-hmm. so some, sometimes it's unfortunate that these things happen mm. however it may just lead that you know you've yeah. learned your lesson now exactly. and you won't ever repeat the same mistakes exactly. again yeah that's exactly. exactly what i was going to say it came at a perfect time for us we were so early in our career and it was so amazing to learn that then and not now so yeah it's all good it's all good so with you two being cousins mm. yeah pretty much brothers, yeah. friends as well as I can imagine, yeah. and business partners too. Yeah. How does that work? It works. I think it works better than any other relationship. Yeah. Because yeah. so we well. understand each other on the dynamic level. It's not just, you know, you, we don't go away from each other and think, what's he thinking about this? You know, like, <laughs> is he, does he really like my idea? Does he, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's like, I know this guy. If he doesn't like it, he'll tell me yeah. the same way I told like him. Like he yeah. would just be honest and say, honest. nah, that's rubbish, yeah. bro. Yeah, and, and there's one more thing the beauty is, as well is when we're out together we might be at a party and we get an email from someone and we that just makes we can enjoy it together <laughs> like, or at a family event and we see it like bro we see the email from so and so but the point is like we get to enjoy those moments together mm. on in the purest way possible and mm. um, you know and then we get into the boardroom and we're working on business stuff it's beautiful man it's like mm. you know it's it's you can't ask for anything better mm. you can't even That's last great. night we, we were with each other last night our, our uncle's 50th our, our cousin's 50th birthday party yeah. and then we waking up and then you come straight into the into the you know, a radio meeting or a podcast, whatever it is. It's, it's dope. Yeah. It's dope. And then when you guys, or if you guys have any sort of like um, issues between you two or clashes, how do you work that out? I mean, so or do you do you have no, clashes? Do you? Fight yeah, sometimes we do. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. we 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 have creative differences, and that's just because we do two different people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And no two people are the same. No matter how much you agree on something, you always might see something slightly different. Of do you know course. what I mean? So that's just that's just natural. That's something that you can't help or control, isn't it? Yeah. But the beautiful thing is obviously just going back to kind of what Kai was saying is that because we're family, we get to talk in so many different environments. You know, when you're just business partners, you only talk maybe during business hours or you yeah. just talk like in the office where you see each other. But we can have business conversations at any point. We can have it in the office at work. We can have it mm-hmm. at our family's houses. We can have it at family functions. Mm-hmm. We're just always talking. Do you know what I mean? So that's, that yeah. allows the conversation to keep moving forward very quickly and very productively. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we disagree, just, we just talk. You know, I shouldn't say we both, you know, he might see something like this. We might see something like that and we just compromise. We're like, cool. What's, what's, what's the result that we're both happy with yeah, that we yeah, can just yeah. find something that, that both works, isn't it? But yeah. in saying that, you know, just because I see something a certain way and Kai sees something a certain way, and then I say, then I have to reflect. I be right. You know what? All right, cool. Actually, what I see where you're going with that. Actually, mm-hmm. I might necessarily disagree, but I, what you're saying makes sense. Because you know what? That can work. Let's go with that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And that's what we do. We just say, all right, then cool. We both take the L sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Compromise and you meet in the middle. Just, yeah. yeah. And sometimes if we both strongly believe that something goes completely separate ways, we just have to abandon that idea and start somewhere and fresh because we can't. Fresh. Yeah, you can't find a for common ground. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. I mean, sometimes we, we have to, sometimes you have to find a resolution because like last night is our cousin's 50th birthday. We might have had an argument on a business level at three o'clock and then five o'clock is like, all right, cool. What, what time are we linking up for the birthday? <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, we have so to, you have to move forward we have to move. quickly. Yeah. For someone else who may have a business partner and that's their friend, yeah. from your experience, what sort of advice would you give them in saying, okay, you are either sisters or you are friends or, you know, you do you have some sort of relationship that is personal and you want to take it from personal to business and yeah. integrate it to you, what advice would you have? I mean, there's, you hear stories of the time where people lose friendships over business and, you know, it doesn't always work out, in it? And 
I would say you have to kind of know which friends you want to go into business with. You know what I mean? Who's similar to you? Have the same morals as you? Because you you got so many different regions, you got so many different friends, but you know what they're like as people. Do you know what I mean? And you will know that I've got a friend that I know. Cool, I can go rave with him. I'm gonna have the best time when we go out raving. Do you know what I mean? But do I necessarily want to business with him? I might not want to. But he's all he's all my friend, and it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make him any less in in rankings or with with any other any other other friends. Sorry. But I just know that he's not someone that I would personally want to go into business with, innit? So I would say know who know which friends know who that have the same with. morals and have the same work ethic as you. Because mm-hmm. if you're a hard worker, but you know that your friend doesn't work hard, he, he wakes up late, you know, he doesn't really, yeah. you know, it's just not going to work. Mm-hmm. Me and Kai are mm-hmm. very, very similar in mm-hmm. the way that we work. We, we powerhouse. Up early. We, we get things possible. done. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, even when we did another business venture with one of our other friends, he was just like, bro, you look work fast. Like, mm. You look just get things done. Like, he, yeah. was amused, he was amazed at how we work. And yeah. that's literally what it is. Okay, that's good. At least that way you're able to just move through things quickly. And um, having okay, great chemistry just makes it so much easier to, to build the business or um, mm-hmm. go into that venture that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now moving on into talking about the actual play yeah. a little bit more. So you initially had the play in last summer, 2019. Yeah. So this play, the inception of this play was in 2010. Oh. Um, so that was when we first wrote it together and created it. And then we first had our first run in 2011, um, which was for, I think it was a free night. Yeah, free night, yeah. Um, which were also sold out nights, which was great, amazing. Um, and then we brought it back um, again, I think in 2012. And then we brought it back, as you say, in June this year. In oh, June well, last year, 2019. Yeah, so it's been a work in progress for, for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this time you've done, obviously, six nights. Um, yeah, it's our, long, how, our longest one we've ever done. How was that? How was that process of... Because um, it, it was it was much bigger now, wasn't it? I can mm, imagine. Yeah, so each time yeah. you've done it, you've upgraded it, you've 100%. made it bigger, better. Mm-hmm. What was that process like? Terrifying. <laughs> yeah. That's, I like know, that honesty. Thank you for saying that. 110%. Thank you for saying for saying that because that, that's so real. It's, it's so honest. A hundred percent percent. I think I was. I wasn't even gonna say. I was gonna say it was amazing planning it. Yeah. <laughs> the plan okay. that because you have these ideas and you're like it's gonna go this way yeah, it's gonna go so great yeah. the calculations we're making in terms of like how things can scale up and like well that yeah. makes sense it doesn't why can it not work out that yeah. way it's so it's so black and white mm-hmm. and then you launch it. And then and you say tickets are available, yeah. and then you see the ticket numbers in the first, second, third, fourth week, and you're like, I mean, are we still doing? Should we still do this, bro? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's that's that, and that's the scary part because you're yeah. like, all right, cool, we have to hit these targets. We have to. There's X amount of expenses that we've already made that we still have to make, um, and that's the terrifying part about it. But um, but as and on a, as a holistic scale. It was a beautiful experience. Yeah. Above everything else, I had fun. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And we also benefited in other ways as well. Of financially, course. brand-wise, business-wise. But, you know, holistically, you know, speaking, it was a beautiful experience. And I would, I would mm. do it again. It was it was a mixed emotions of, you know, like ups and downs. It was a roller coaster. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. One day, you know, we might think, yeah, this is going to be sick. This is going to go great. The next day, it's like, oh, man, this is just a bit. Mm. So the, the parts where you felt a little bit, maybe scared, a bit nervous about how things would work out, questioning if it would work out. What was the reason? What was the reasoning behind that? I mean, not, there's not necessarily particular reasons. It's just, mm. it's just the human nature, I suppose. It's just, it's just the fluctuations of a creative. Do you know what I mean? So, like, okay, maybe a better question is what, what difficulties did you face in the process, if any? Because it, it may have been, you know. The only, the only thing that made it terrifying, I reckon, I would say, I don't know if I would agree, would just be the ticket sales. Yeah. Because the nature of theatre, events, people buy last minute. 
Yes. Um, but you never know how much people are going to buy at the last minute. You might have a hundred sales at the last minute. You might have a thousand. You don't know. Yeah. So the idea of, of, of having to always, you have to always try and find ways to get people to buy sooner. Mm. And that's what, that's our, that was the biggest challenge we had. Mm. Yeah. How do we get people mm. to buy two months in advance rather than waiting for two days in advance? And that was, that yeah. was the most terrifying part because it's like, that's, we had to be, again, we, we, not only did we write the, the play, we also had to write the whole marketing strategy behind it. Yes. So, you know, the social media campaign. So then we have to think about ways to use our assets and our content to convince people to buy sooner. How do we speak to them? How do we speak to our consumers? Do we know them well enough to try and, so you in, know, it's in all total, of these things. So in total, it was about a thousand plus tickets you had to sell. Over the yeah, six over, over a thousand yeah, tickets, yeah. yeah. And that, that's a scary number. So yeah, you're talking yeah. about getting a thousand people to come in and watch this show yeah. um, mm-hmm. with putting the marketing strategy together. Like, mm-hmm. what was your approach with that? With well, get, what had worked before and what did you kind of change this Well, time? this is what we... So when we brought it back last year at, at the Albany, that was almost like a guinea pig for us. And not, not necessarily the play, because we knew the play worked. It was just about... It was just a testing ground, I, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, just to um, learn from. Yeah, and to learn make from. Make sure that once you've learned those mistakes and you know certain things work, you can then implement it. Exactly. In this year. Mm-hmm. So when we was planning for the six day run off the back of that one, we knew what worked well for us. We knew okay. which certain content we put out that worked well. Yeah. We knew certain things because this one we didn't use any static images. We used all videos, and the last one we used a lot of. Uh, pictures for marketing yeah Yeah. and we was like cool let's not do let's just not use that let's just use all video content this time around Mm -hmm. yeah um and we knew which ones of our content which worked well and we made sure that we kept those same patterns so for us it was just like and obviously you the fact that we had you know relatively well-known names on social media or you know within the the industry that helped as well. So it was it was all strategic in terms of what we was gonna do and who we was gonna pick and how we was gonna pull it together. Okay, so in so you've just said about the I guess the big names that, that you had. Was yeah. that sort of like you said strategic? Was it a conscious decision to have certain individuals? Totally. And, and can you totally. um, tell me more about the specific people you had? Um, totally, in the show? yeah. Um, I think the, first of all, the people that we chose were the most talented of the selection that we would like to have worked with. Yeah. They were the best of, of, of who we had. So we had, these weren't the only options we had. We had a whole list of people who were interested that we reached out to, that we auditioned. You know, some people that everyone, we can say names that you would easily know and recognise that audition yeah. for, the, for the project. But we chose the ones that were the most talented and would deliver the character best. So they yeah. were, that's the first thing I want to say. I don't want to make it sound like we used them for any other reason. Yeah, of course. Um, but secondary to that, we obviously had to work with a cast who were able to reach a wider audience than we could do alone. Yeah. Because um, we put the play on so many times. Like our, our people, our friends, family, and followers already know about the project. So yeah. there's, we're going to keep sending the same message to the same people. And it's, you can't do that. You're just like selling the same trainers to somebody the day after. It doesn't, it's not going to work. So we had to find a way to reach new people. And that was part of the reason behind mm-hmm. why we worked with these bigger bigger names. Um yeah, and it was a great. It was a great experience. They're all very talented. You saw the project yourself, so you saw yeah. how how amazingly talented people are. Some people would have questioned, you know, some of the some of the talent we used because they yeah. had never seen them act before. Mm. So, can you tell me about like who who you had on the on the show for those who were not able to to come? To yeah, the yeah, show? sure, yeah, yeah. Um, so, our lead character Marnie, and um, that was played by Paige Keiki, and uh, she's a, a well known actress and music artist as well. Yeah. Um, and so she's done, she's, she comes from an acting background or and a performance background in general. So although this was her first theatre production that she had ever done. Yeah. So for her, it was exciting. Um, and, we, you know, we, we reached out to her agent um, and, 
you know, we spoke to her about the project. We told her, you know, this is what we're trying to do. Um, and she was excited from from the moment that we we presented it to her in it. And then, you know, when we made the decision to go with her, then then we already knew, yeah, we we've got someone who's fully invested into this project and is really going to give us the best performance that that we want yeah. um, and the energy that we want as well. And from the moment she was on board, you know, everything we've asked of her, she's delivered and she's been professional and great to work with. Mm-hmm. So that was her. Then we had uh, Lola Jagan. Um, yeah, Lola Jagan. Yeah. We, she's and she, hilarious. Yeah, she's, love her. Yeah, yeah she's great. She's great. And she, yeah, she, she's known as being an actress. So it yeah. wasn't like we didn't. Paige and Lola were the easiest to market for the production because people knew and trusted their names yeah. as yeah. actors and performances. Um, but then the challenges were when we worked with people like Levina Back, who's known from being on Love Island, who mm. is who done who's done a sick, sick, sick job on a project on the on in the play. As you saw, she's yeah, a, she's she, amazing she, she actress. Was amazing. That's the first time she's been on a stage. We auditioned her and we saw we saw the talent in her and we, and we saw the potential. And we knew that you know there's something inside this girl that we can definitely get out mm. and take up and make bigger. And that's exactly what she done. So people yeah. people will question us and say, oh, you're working with people that aren't even actors. And yeah. like, well, yeah. No, who's yeah. to say that whether they're actors or not? If they change their life career today and wanted to be an actress, well, your point is now invalid. Yeah. You, know? you just haven't seen them act. We have, though. Yeah. So that was part of the challenge in, in terms of our marketing. Now, we also worked with Aaliyah Maria B, who, yeah. again, done a sick job. She was work, She was performing on the first three days as Jasmine. But again, she done an amazing job like as bringing that character out. Um, and then Esther, um, Esther who's an yes. online blogger, vlogger as well, and she she is incredible. And 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 you know I give her props because we threw her in the deep end from when mm-hmm. she first joined the because she joined the project quite late in terms of rehearsal wise. Oh okay. Um, so we pretty much had a, a cast already set there. Yeah. And I think I think I, I think she was on a holiday, so she just joined us a little bit later mm-hmm. later yeah. on. So when she came in, you know we had to rehearse a bit the cast kind of formed a little bond already and so yeah. she was the, the new one into it um and we threw into the deep end and and, and she swam man do you mm-hmm. know what i mean she mm-hmm. swam like she, yeah she, she, she did she, an amazing job she was great of. man yeah she and was she's on a, she's she's on a stage doing a monologue most of the time like you know yeah. so that was a that was a big thing for her and she done an amazing job yeah we were blessed with the people we worked with man Hundreds. very very blessed man. with very that blessed. i mean you're throwing in big names you know you've got Paige Keiki, who's already like so established yeah how was it as you guys being projects managers working with this group of not only talented people but people who do have big platforms and mm-hmm. who really have have big names in their own rights mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how did you guys manage that and making sure that everybody is sort of sort of putting respect on your name yeah. as, as as the manager how was that do you know what it is i think one of the things that um, in my opinion, that I think worked well is that we had done it previously, and you know we we gave them the trust that this is going to work. Like it wasn't a brand new, if it was a brand new script, a brand new project, yeah. and we brought them together, then it might be a little bit of anxiety. It's like, oh, we hadn't done theatre, but we hadn't done, you know, we yeah. hadn't directed or produced plays before. Then it might be a bit, you know, weary. But the fact that you know we told them this is where we come from, this is what we've done. We showed them receipts of our previous productions, um. And everything we said we was going to deliver, we delivered, you know, we was professional. We always made sure you had a, you know, a comfortable place, a nice place to rehearse. You know, we, we provided food and water, refreshments for rehearsals. That was, you know, a yeah. long time. We give them high quality film production when we were doing our promo. Like everything we did was at a very, very high standard. Very so, high, so for them seeing it, you know, yeah, and the fact that we self-financed it as well, it's like, it's not that like we had funding. They didn't see us get funding and like, oh yeah, they got funded. They see us doing this in ourselves and... 
I guess it's just respect. But yeah, but at no point did you have to ask for their respect because, yeah. you know, we, you, we, I would never walk into a room and ask for respect. If I know yeah. what I'm talking about, you're going to respect me because I know what I'm talking about. Oh. And if you don't respect it, then why are we, I won't, I'm not going to work with you. Yeah. So that's part of that's part of the interview process, the auditioning process, exactly. and just getting to know if it's the right person you're working with. Because yeah. I don't want to have to, I don't want to, the discussions about, you know, about um, selling ourselves to mm. each other happen before the project kicks off, mm. you know? So we're yeah. telling you who we are, what the project is, you tell me mm. who you are, mm. we know a bit about you. Are you happy to go ahead? Yes, mm. sign the contract, let's move forward. Mm. And from that point onwards, it's no longer, it's no longer uh, selling ourselves to them yeah. or trying to get, this, yeah. that's it. This is what we, we are, are working We are the executive producers, so what we say goes. And I, exactly. and I don't mean to say that in a, in a stamp in your foot way, but you yeah. have to be very, 100%. very, very, very assert- assertive when you're doing yeah. something on this scale. And, you know, there's obviously money and stakes involved. So, yeah. yeah. And so just to add to that as well, actually, <coughs> is that in the, re- in the audition process, that's a chance, as Kai was saying, you know, us just to feel each other out. Mm-hmm. And we might think, and we've this actually did happen, is that you know someone in particular, I won't say who, you know, we, they did an amazing job, but there was a certain energy that they came with, a certain uh, you know a vibe. of of, of uh, entanglement. Do you know okay. what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's not we're not trying to entertain that. I don't care who you are. That, there's no entanglement. And when I got that vibe, you know, when they left the room, you know, we looked at each other. It was like, yeah, did you feel? Did you? Yeah, I was like, cool, we're on the same page. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and yeah, and we're not going to use that person as real as they yeah. might be, and as as amazing, much yeah. big platform and reach they might have been it was not something that we're trying to do because mm-hmm. this is our product and this is our project and as it's you know we know what we want to deliver on yeah, yeah. We're, not, we're not in here we're not we're not here to make friends like we're not here to yeah. try and be it, paddy, it paddy. the thing with me and ty is that we are the least industry kind of people that you will find like we come from we don't come from a, a place where we're trying to get the glitz and glamour yeah we come from some we come from somewhere else so when we come to this game we're just doing it because we love it and we just enjoy putting out content we don't do it to make friends so when we was doing stuff like the Tankai show back in the day on our TV too, people didn't even know who we were because we weren't part of the social actor circle and mm. the circle of people that collect and connect and we don't yeah. we don't do that and there's nothing wrong with it but we just aren't those guys. So when we come and we do projects and people if we get energy we don't like we just, we can happily shun them to the side and work with other people because we don't Straight. we're not afraid of you know losing Straight. friendships. Like, it's just how it goes. Managing a, a big cast, what were some of the challenges that you guys faced? If you did face any. There was, I wouldn't say there was many challenges. I think the only thing was, I wouldn't say there was many challenges. Oh, okay. No, there wasn't really challenges. It's smooth sailing. The, the, the only one was, as Kai mentioned before, which is trying to get people to buy sooner than later, really. Yeah. Just trying to encourage ways of getting people to buy now. Do you yeah. know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. That, but that's more, not, more in terms of like the cast group challenges. Yeah, they didn't no, really, no, there yeah, wasn't yeah, any challenges. Yeah, yeah, not with the cast. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, good to hear. Challenges. And then in terms of you guys as managers, what was the biggest lessons for you up and what's something that you would advice for somebody else to think about before they take up a challenge as big as this believe or, or something that you wish you knew before you actually started the journey of upscaling and going from two shows to six shows i think a lot of what we learned we learned during the two show run yeah because for the six show run we were just applying everything we yeah. learned yeah. but i would say i would answer that question in terms of the two show run because there was things that we learned there that you that your question is relevant yeah. to now and i think the biggest one that ty will definitely agree with is is just standing by what you have, standing by your product. So when you go, let's say for example, you're writing a project and then you're you're you know you're hiring seven actors to be a part of it. T- 
tell them what goes. Tell them what goes. Be happy to be open to hear their ideas, but don't yeah. be, let it become a forum. Yeah. Unless you're creating a like project. an open forum yeah. for people to bring in their ideas exactly. when it's uh, unless, your idea. Exactly. Unless it's that type of project you're doing, which some projects are collaborative with the actors, so you want to make it like a workshop type thing. If it's not that, be sure of where you are because that's where your assertiveness will come and that's where your trust will come from the cast you're working with. So just know what you're, just know what you're working with. When we've done the two run, there were, sh- there, were, there were places where we allowed that to happen a little bit from the cast where they come with the ideas. Oh, I think you guys should do that. I think you guys, why are you guys doing it? And a lot of the time we'd stand by our idea, yeah. but there shouldn't really be that open, like sh- there should be an open place for people to express Input. concern. Yeah, yeah, but it should never become, it should never become, you know, creative co-directors. Decision. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Don't challenge our, yeah, don't, if we, if we say that this goes and we want it that way because we yeah. said it that way. There shouldn't be any challenges from that, which we so, did experience during the two run. We didn't get it in the six run though. So it, what I'm getting from that is pretty much be open to constructive criticism, be open to input. However, always believe in your products, believe in what you have, believe in your service, believe in your business and your vision. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah, that's that's wrapped up perfectly. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and then can I take a detour a little bit? So with the with the play, it was a it was a love story. Yeah, yeah. And it was interesting because you had different um, ways of looking at the dating scene, really, or what mm. we th- we call the jungle these days. <laughs> I like was that. <laughs> was any of that inspired by real life events? One or two? Did the art imitate life? Um, I would say that. Some characters were based on real life. Some characters and situations were definitely based on real life experiences. Yeah. So the art imitated life, for sure. It, I think the majority of it, the art imitated life. There wasn't really any part of it which was make-believe. Yeah. Everything that we wrote happened. We may not have experienced it all personally, but we've probably heard the stories of so-and-so who's been through X, Y, Z. And yeah. it's like, that will make great content for the play. And then you just put so. it in there. Exactly. The one thing I would say I um, appreciate was that it was genuinely funny. So from start to finish, I was I was laughing, and it was what made it funny was that it's relatable. I guess that's that's what makes things funny, right? Is yeah. that you you can relate to it. And so from start to finish, it was like you you could tell that these are things that it's either happens to your friend or your sister or you know someone that's gone through it or you've gone through it yourself mm-hmm. so it, it just made it much more entertaining really to see a story that we could relate to as young people mm-hmm. yeah and another thing i would say how did you guys manage to write something that's funny from start to finish <laughs> because i just it's hard to be funny for five minutes, let alone be funny for an hour plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two hours, by the way. Do you, uh, know, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know what it is? It's, it's, it's the, the characters we created just help. I think yeah, once we once we yeah, had the yeah, right yeah. brothers, the three brothers nailed, and their different attributes and their different qualities and their different personalities, then it writes itself. Yeah, the best way for us to kind of put that across to anyone that wants to do the same thing is get your characters known before anything else. Yeah. Once you have the characters, all you need to do is think of places to put them. Because yeah. you can say, you, you probably have friends personally or anyone listening to this mm-hmm. will have friends that they know acts a certain way. And you could probably make jokes about, oh, imagine she was had to, imagine she was in an interview. You could, you, and you can imagine how that will play out because yeah. you know what kind of girl she is and how she reacts to authorities. Because, yeah. So there's different kind of situations yeah, you exactly. can put the characters into. Oh, imagine him in a police station. Boom, drop him inside there. There's so <laughs> much that's going to happen. Okay, like so that. you yeah. kind of thought it in the, from from that perspective and then built the characters and the storylines from there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely and then, and then the the characters. Exactly, and then the situations <clears throat> came off the back of that. You had the story and it's all right, to get to the end of the story, let's find some situations to put them in that we know we'll yeah. get some quality content out of them. Mm. 
Oh, that's great. Now you guys did a good job with that. But thank can we talk you, about my favourite topic, money? Yes. <laughs> shmoney. <laughs> that's money, Especially in the creative field. I mean, it's, it's a field where there is no steps written out for you in the same way uh, a doctor would, where you go out, you get a degree, and then you know you've got your job, you're getting your money. Mm-hmm. In the creative field, how have you guys, not necessarily planned, how have you gone about making sure that the things that you are taking part in or the projects you take part in are lucrative and do bring in money? Because essentially, you know, that it's, it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a saying that people say is like mm-hmm. the first two years in business, you don't really make money, right? It's just yeah. like, you know, and they say if you have a business that's like five years old, well done because most people most business claps within the first five years right yeah so there's a certain there's a certain level that you need to be consistent in for that to come right mm-hmm. so with that being said we really know the areas in which we might not benefit um money wise do you know what yeah. i mean we might not make the profits but for us we're playing a long game not a get it's just not a get rich quick scheme so where we benefit is just certain other areas do you know what i mean the relationships we make the brand awareness that we're doing we might not necessarily hit certain financial targets although we do plan for them and we try to put certain things in place to hit them mm-hmm. but yeah. that's not the primary goal mm-hmm. um, not for, for us. now yeah not for now anyway mm-hmm. so you know yeah sorry. so no no that's 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 so yeah that's a good answer so i guess the, the answer is like literally you can never plan for in a creative field you can never plan to make money mm-hmm. because some things don't make money and some things do and you can never you never know what will because you're not a consumer you're, you're although you're a consumer you can never tell what the consumer is going to do yeah you can because it's your project you're going to hope that people will buy and you know stream your music or buy your film whatever mm. but you can never guarantee you can you can never guarantee you'll get a million views tomorrow unless you are an artist of a certain caliber for example yeah so you know this this play for example we never knew we, we would make money we never knew we'd sell tickets but we planned to mm. um yeah. you just have to be prepared for the risk that's why people are that's why there's not much people that are doing it independently because of the risk and how much money yeah, it costs exactly. to do, to do it. like exactly. if it you doesn't work out you have to be willing out, to sort of invest in yourself first before you 100%, 100%. see the, the fruits of your labor exactly like you could lose so much money doing this thing you know and if it doesn't go well and you know tickets don't sell you you could lose god knows how much money you put into your project you know out of your pocket so a lot of people tend to not do it unless they get funding so yeah. they apply for bursaries apply for for, right. for grants but then these grants and these bursaries will limit the creative capacity. Exactly. Creative, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the same too. situation we had before. And we don't want to do that. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, I guess the the whole thing is, you know, you have to you have to sit down and do numbers. You know, if this doesn't work out, how much are you going to end up losing? Okay, are you prepared to lose that? Great, go and make it happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, obviously, the, the the good side of it, all right? If it does go well, how much can you make? Fantastic. Think about that mortgage for the house now. You know, there's there's just two yeah. sides to it, but you can never guarantee how how it will work out. You just have to be prepared to lose, and be you know never never plan to win, but be prepared to lose. Basically, oh, essentially invest and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. In the I most mean, in the most prepared for way though, not just yeah. like throwing money at the wall for no reason. Exactly. Yeah, of course. And um, do you guys have outside of this? You do any sort of extra work? Like, do you do a main sort of nine to five? Do you have another side hustle? Like, how yeah. do you guys? Yeah, yeah. work work nine to five jobs. Um, although I I say I work on the Wright Brothers full time because yeah, it is full time for me even Absolutely. when I'm at work. Do you know what I mean? My Wright Brothers comes before my actual day job. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I hope my manager doesn't hear that. But <laughs> but yeah, do you know what I mean? If an email comes in that I need to address to, then my actual work can go on pause and I'm addressing situations with the Wright Brothers. And that's what yeah. it was like. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. literally working on it because it was just me and Kai doing the whole thing. Any small details that got missed, then it just wouldn't get done because there's no one else thinking of those things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So we have to think about everything. So yeah, for yeah. us, it's a constant, just because one thing might be done, then there's, you know, 10 other things that need to be looked at as well. So 
up until literally the last day, do you know what I mean? Up until the lights went down, we still had to keep thinking. Thinking about mm-hmm. every you know single I mean? detail mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. even when the last show finished, okay, the, the after party. Yeah, the after party. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, we need to get the drinks there. We need to do this. We need to, like, yeah, and then it, it didn't stop. And even during the play as well, you have to think about how you, you can't just go to the show for the weekend, just perform and then done. You also think about, all right, cool. We need to make sure we're filming this. We need to make sure we have a camera crew because there's going to be, we're going to need to use this for the next project. <laughs> yeah. To, to the next project. Yeah, so but, but yeah, but yeah, we do work outside of it as well. I, say, I would say I work at 9 to 5, but I don't really. I just have a job that I do. Yeah. And, and then there's obviously little hustles here and there, whatever. Whatever we can do to make sure that we, we can fund the show we do, basically. Yeah. Of course. And now that everything is said and done, what would you say has been the biggest contributor to, to your success? where you are now mm, i mean for me I'm, i would it's say each other you know in yeah, my opinion yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i would on. i would say spot each on. other man like spot because on. spot on the thing is is that we when we so when we was doing it before it was out of passion it was it was we didn't have a business strategy yeah. we didn't have a vision for where we want to take things right we just did it because we enjoyed it and you know we had some money so we said cool let's just do it and this time it says we were trying to create something now right and the thing is, because we're, we're, as you said, we're cousins, we're friends, you know, like, yeah. we're just in so many different, we're just always around each other. And I think, like, we just go through those phases where it's just like, cool, let's just, let's just do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, because we're just always there, we see each other, it just helps. So yeah. just having each other's support yeah, and man. the fact that you guys share the same vision so yeah, has yeah. contributed to that success. Yeah, 100%, because, I mean, sometimes you, I might feel like... Uh, I can't be bothered for something but this guy's like bro where is this where's that where's that and I'm like oh, I, I gotta do it same way I, sometimes he might be feeling like Shh, yeah. you know what I'm saying and yeah. then I'm onto him so it's like you so have you to. push each other yeah yeah yeah, yeah definitely that's definitely. good and then what's been the best part of this journey so far for you for me I'll just jump in quickly yeah, is the fact that we brought out a new generation of young people to the theatre that had never been before. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that was a personal win for me. I'm not sure for Kai as well, but, you know, hearing stories of, you know, 16-year-olds and 17-year-olds that had never been theatre, had a different vision of what they thought theatre was coming up to us and messaging us in so many different mm-hmm. forms saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my gosh, I, that was sick. I never knew theatre was like that. I thought it was yeah. going to be boring. I didn't think I was going to laugh. No, no, that's sick. Do you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? And yeah. how gassed and passionate they are. Yeah. And I've had people pers- message me on my personal Instagram saying, I'm going to get back into acting because of this. I want to go into Aww, acting. That's beautiful. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's humbling. It's just like, mm-hmm. wow. Like, so, mm-hmm. you know, seeing the different young people that come through and, and for me, that was, that's, yeah, that, that's definitely one of the most Best, that, that was one of the and most even be able me, to man. give them jobs like we had people that we gave opportunities backstage crew you know who had never yeah. done something before you know it's and getting experience you know to get into other bigger things in the in the industry and so that's, that's incredible because you're essentially giving back to somebody else and being able to to build this platform where you can give other people opportunities mm-hmm. is absolutely great mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so before we wrap up should we do a little game Sure. You wasn't expecting this, but uh, no, I wasn't, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we'll we'll do it like a like a fire round question. I'll ask you a question, and you have to answer it as quick as possible and not overthink it. Okay. Okay. So the first one: Who is your biggest inspiration? Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. Um, one thing you wish you knew before starting this journey of being executive producers on a theatre production. Believe in yourself. Believe in your ideas. Yeah, I agree. You have to give something. Uh, one thing I wish I knew before I started this journey. Um, um, we can get back to the, that. The, 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 okay. In your down days or during the times where things are a bit difficult or you're facing challenges, what keeps you going? Division. 
I say my faith in God. I like that. What's something about each other that annoys you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ruffling feathers, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I wouldn't say anything annoys me really. I, I enjoy working with you. Um, okay, so we're going to go back to that question about... Um, one thing I wish I knew. Yeah. One thing I wish I knew before I started this pro before I started this process would be, I wish I knew how to how to prepare for times that didn't go right. Mm. Okay. Mm. So you know the times we we are fearful of you know hitting targets and whatnot. I wish I knew how to prepare for that. Mm. I yeah. still don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. Yeah, that's it. So for example, you know if we put out a, put out you know, we announce a project. Yeah. And we say tickets are out now, and a week later this hasn't really shifted. Tickets mm-hmm. are still out, guys three weeks out hey guys tickets are still and they haven't yeah. been there is no real answer to how to solve that you just have to be creative okay so it's like, and then sort of um maybe not necessarily changing your marketing strategies but just trying trying different things, things yeah and yeah. seeing what works yeah, yeah yeah but sometimes the same thing could never work twice you know people yeah. have seen it before so it's like you have to keep being creative and i wish i knew an unlimited amount of ideas to be able to, to combat that but i, I really don't Okay, and then so what's to come for you guys? What's what's next? What can we look forward to? So we have a a feature in a BBC documentary next month, which is going to be um, aired on TV. It's going to be on iPlayer for I don't know how long, maybe a year or whatever, how long, however long they offer it there for. Um, just talking about us, our journey, where we come from, where we are now. Um, we also have a brand launch party in March as well, um, probably around the same time as the airing of the show, uh, yeah. which is going to be officially launching the Wright Brothers Entertainment where we're going to tell our f- close friends, family, um, business, you know, people that we work with as well about the ideas for the plans and visions for the future and yeah. what the company has to come. Can we get a bit of insight into that? Is What's supposed to come? Is it TV, more theatre, a different you know, sort of theatre? So theatre is definitely going to be the primary focus. It's definitely yeah. going to be the main strand of what we do anyway. Mm-hmm. Um there's conversations happening right now, um, very, very prem- premature um, conversations, but there's conversations happening with various people about different forms of content from us mm-hmm. and what they would like to do collaborative ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever happens with, you know, if we do go down the film and TV route, you know, the fit is always going to happen. I'm going to make sure that that remains very separate from any other deals that we do with that because we want that yeah. to keep flourishing, basically. Um, and yeah, the Rat Brothers will be back. You know, we're, we're, we're looking at different ways of, of doing it mm-hmm. um, yeah. and how we want to take that forward. Mm-hmm. And um, But yeah. But we have a new, another show in June coming up, June or July. We are going to have another show which we're going to be announcing at our launch party. Oh, great. And is that going to be sort of same genre, different genre? or um, It's going to be a romantic comedy. That's our... That's okay. our... That's our. That's your thing? That's our thing. That's okay. Our thing. I mean, I, I enjoyed... This the Wright Brothers show, so I'll definitely be looking forward to that one as Thank well. You. Okay, <laughs> where can people find you? Instagram is the main yeah. place to get us, um, and our Instagram page. I think oh. it's, it's right, Wright Brothers Entertainment. W R I G H T Brothers Entertainment. Yes. Okay. And your personal social media, or um, it's, it's in the bio. It's in the bio. For you, but I guess you could reach out to the Wright Brothers page. That's gonna be. Okay. So before answer. we end it, for anyone that's thinking of going into the creative industry or just being their own boss, essentially, because that's what you guys would say you are, right? Mm. What's the number one key to succeeding in in this industry where it's very much unknown? There is no blue, blueprint, and you have to build things yourself. What's the key to success? Creating your own opportunities. 100% spot on. If you think about most of the actors and performers that are coming out in the most recent two, three, four, five years, they're all names that have probably done a YouTube series themselves 
or some sort of Instagram page that have become viral and they're now wanted by Hollywood or something like that, you know. That's yeah. that's the that's them it's create op- own opportunities. That doesn't mean to say no to other opportunities, mm. but as well as chasing other people's opportunities, create your own and believe in your own. That's that's what I'd say. Okay. Anything else you wanna share with us before we leave? We're open for people to reach out to us as well and, and for collaborations. So yeah. so get in contact, man. Do you know what I mean? We wanna hear from you, anyone that has any ideas or anything like that. You know, the whole part of what we do is kind of mentioned on briefly is, is to create opportunities. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And if we can create opportunities for other people that might not know how where to start or how to go about things, they want a bit of advice or they just want you know they they just want to you know help or whatever it is, just reach out. Do you reach know what out. I mean? Yeah, reach out and, and and let's talk, man. Because the only way that the culture of this will build is if we all work together. Do you Absolutely. know what I mean? And when we come together we can create great things do you know what I mean so let's work together and let's yeah. build the, you know the urban I say urban but you know the, the black yeah. theatre experience the, in the UK to be a big thing when we all come together absolutely so, yeah. thank you guys um, I would say again for anyone for the future shows that you guys are going to have anyone listening do go and watch it you will definitely be entertained you will laugh and you definitely will come out having a new experience and not every day is cinema sometimes theater right Mm -hmm. so thank you so much for coming and taking your time out of your busy schedules i know like you guys are always on the go so that that means a lot to me um and for me you can find me on dreams and money podcast that's on instagram dreams and money podcast thank you thank you for having us cheers